You're listening to Confidently She, a podcast bringing a fresh, encouraging perspective on what it means to be a woman. And while it's okay to not be okay, I believe there's a way to walk through any stage of life with a confident perspective. All right, so... This episode is going to be pretty trippy because after I was editing it and listening to it, um, well, you'll figure out why. So I'm your host, Rebecca Biggie, and on this episode, you're going to listen to a conversation that my mom and I had while she was visiting over Christmas, and we played it back a little bit and realized that we sound exactly the same. Like, we sound exactly like each other. And so your little test is kind of to figure out who's saying what and at what times, because sometimes it's hard to tell. Um, So I'm really excited for you to get some perspective that I heard growing up and that I've heard um, in my adult life, you know, going to my mom and my parents for advice. So I really wanted to share that with you because I think all of our parents have certain words of wisdom that if we share more with each other, rather than just taking them for granted or thinking that everybody already knows this, it can be a really powerful thing. So I'm really excited for you to listen in on this conversation that I had with my mom over the holidays. Our family has had a lot of different dynamic shifts, especially over the past five or seven five, years, five to seven mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the, one of the things that I, when I find myself thinking this or saying this, I'm like, ah, oh, sound like mom, uh, not in a bad way, but just, you know, in, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like that was a mom thing that I said. Um, one of them being, you know, pay attention to how, how a man treats his mother is how he's going to treat you. Um, I think when I first heard that, heard you say that, I was kind of like, well, okay, but like, it's a very different relationship. It's a very different dynamic. Like, Mm -hmm. just being on, like, like, he's not having sex with his mom. Like, so, so right. Yeah. 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 So so it's like, there's gotta be like a different type of, of dynamic and relationship. So why would those two things be so closely correlated or, or what things would someone look for if they're like, oh yeah, our relationship isn't super great? Well, I think one important aspect is does what is his relationship currently with his mother? Is is there still a lot of control there? Is there separation? Is it um how does she treat him as a man mm. mm-hmm. versus as a boy? Has that uh line been drawn what's the difference there at some point well earlier than most moms want to admit but i felt that when when my sons got to be about 11 12 years old or even maybe earlier they did not need their mom anymore they needed their dad they they needed to know what does it mean to be a man and i could not i couldn't give them that mm-hmm I'm a woman. I can't show them how to be a man because I'm a woman. So at some point as a mother, you need to step back and let that happen. Now, there are many cases where there is not a dad present. So that is a very difficult situation. Mm -hmm. A single mom 
you know, divorce situation. That is very difficult. And I could not speak to that because I have not experienced that. But for me, I came to a place where I realized I have to step back. They don't need nurturing. They don't need mothering. They need, you know, maybe a reminder, take a shower or, you know, whatever. But they don't need me to show them what life is like going forward. They need to have someone to show them what it's like to be a man. So then what would it look like for a, an adult, a adult male, <laughs> to continually be mothered? Like, what would that look like? It doesn't happen. It shouldn't happen. No, I shouldn't, but right. it does. Right. So like, so like, okay, okay. okay. What are the, <laughs> okay. What are, what are the things that it's like, ooh. When a mom still wants to hear from her son daily, you know, why don't you call me? Okay. That, yeah, that's, yeah. that Attachment. to me seems like, well, I think there's a saying that goes something like this. Uh, a mother has a son until he takes a wife, but a mother has a daughter the rest of her life. Hmm. So there's a relationship that becomes a friendship with daughters. Yeah. But with a son, it's like they already have, they got a girl, you right. know, they don't need another girl. So a mother needs to let their son go and become a man and whatever that looks like. Just So like one example you mentioned is like, you know, oh, why don't you call me more? Like wanting to continue to have, well, and <clears throat> we talked about this before, especially if there's something missing or there's some form of neglect or lack in the marriage, right, the, right, the mother right. will lean on the son for kind of that relational heart right. bond. Right, right, right. Which mm-hmm. I've dated two, two, maybe three, maybe all of them. I don't know. Two for sure. Guys who their mom was just like looking to them to fill that relational void in their marriage. And it was a little weird. Mm -hmm. And it, it was just like the expectation was out of whack because it's like, why do you think that your 24 year old son is going to like call you a few times a week, you know, it's, it's just like, it's a little weird. Like, I don't even call my friends that often, right, right, you know, like right. let him have his own life. Right. So um, that, that is a thing. So, and I have observed this as well. Yeah. Uh, your dad and I have a very good relationship and I, I am very thankful for that. And I don't look to my sons to fulfill any of those like relational needs that I have. So if, if that is lacking, if the marriage is not very good or healthy, a mother could certainly look to her sons and say, you know, I, I need this, uh, this relationship component and this male take care of me or be there for me. And when that's not present in the marriage or if there's a divorce or whatever, then they're single, that can be a struggle. So it can be a, a barrier for releasing your son, if you will, just letting him go to be a man and, and to provide for his wife. Right. Right. In the way that he's supposed to, rather than being this fig, this like authority or just leadership, maybe figure for the mom. 
continuing to be that for her. Um, and I mean, there's a component of, you know, honor your parents and that honor your father and mother. And that's, that's a good thing, but that doesn't mean do whatever they say. Right. Or it's a different kind of relationship than meet my emotional needs, meet Mm -hmm. my, you know, I have these relationship needs and I still want you to meet them. Yeah. So it, it's, there's a lot of different situations that are out there and I'm not judging any of it I'm just making an observation that if your marriage is solid and you have those needs met it should be easier to let your son go as a mom mm-hmm. and you should when you don't have that it's going to be a bigger challenge especially for whoever that son ends up dating or marrying because then yes. he's the mom is putting him in a position where he needs to choose between his mother and his potential or actual wife. Yes. And and yeah. Yeah. it's not it it's not the wife putting him in that situation because it's normal for a, a, a man to get married and, and whatever. So it's like I think that a lot of times the pressure falls or, or the judgment falls the on blame, the wife. The blame yeah, falls the on blame the wife. falls yeah. on the wife. Like, the oh, fiance. she's yeah. stealing my baby away from me. And it's no. like, your baby's 26 years old. Like, you <laughs> you need to right. yep. move on and, and let go. Yeah. Um, so that that's not fair to the, to the man to put him in that position between, I'm now in a struggle between my, my mom yeah. And my potential wife or my wife or my girlfriend, who do I, who do I choose? It's like, well, you need to choose the woman that you're going to be in a relationship with. And your mom right. needs to be, uh, she needs to move into her proper position. Right. It's a, there. Yep. There's a proper role. Yes. That you have to now step into when your son is an adult. He is no longer your child. So as the person who's dating that man, at what point would you say, hmm, this is, this is not heading in a healthy direction and it's time to end the relationship? Because for me, when I ended every single relationship um that was kind of always a factor but it was never it wasn't ever like the main thing but I could just see like the future play playing it forward and seeing okay if nothing changes and everything stays the same as far as the dynamics right now what is your life going to look like in five years what is your life going to look like in 10 years who's going to be the priority Mm -hmm. in your husband's life for me, I was like, well, gosh, I've been with this person for a number of years and it's still the same. So like, I'm not going to up my commitment level to this person if I don't see them prioritizing me over their mother. Well, or I, were there any things that you noticed specifically about my relationships that you were like, mm. um, well, I think we talked through a lot of things and over the course of the relationships that you've been in. And I, yeah. I, you know, tried to... Were there any specific instances that stand out to you? I think when, if you are bringing that to the attention to the guy that you're with mm-hmm. and they recognize it and act on it, yeah, that's, that's big. Yeah. If they recognize it and, but don't act on it, 
then it's it's like okay cool right right <laughs> now some of this is just learning they yeah, might not even yeah. be aware of this yeah they might be like i didn't i didn't realize that this is happening so it's just been a pattern and to get to the point where okay this is happening i see this let's do it differently yeah that that i think is a healthy step and i can't determine the timeline for people i can't determine Okay, now you should do this. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's number one awareness. Number two, some Action. steps toward mm-hmm. making that better. And it could be a very long and bumpy road. I mean, you could be five years into a marriage. You could be three kids deep. Mm-hmm. And what do you do now? What right. you don't bail. I mean, right. you, don't, you don't bail. But awareness, and then maybe counseling. Go to counseling and get some help on how to deal with this. How to move forward healthy. How to set boundaries. Right. How to set boundaries. So, you know, I can't, I can't tell anybody this is. Well, there's no like cookie cutter plan to getting out of a, yeah. I can make really great Christmas cookies usually, but (laughs) not today. Yeah, not today. (laughs) Oh, my Lanta. But I can, you know, just say move in these steps, move, move forward. Recognition awareness and be a team. Okay. I see this and then move forward in, in the direction that's going to be healthy. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's sometimes if you're not married, if you don't have children, you can just say, I'm out. Yeah. If I don't see anything changing, I've brought this to the attention of my relationship and the significant other, whatever. And nothing is happening. Well then, you know, you're really, you're not committed that deep. So make a decision. This is, I'm just going to move on. Right. And, and if nothing ever changed, would you still be, would, would this be okay? Because there's a possibility that nothing changes. And And I've said that before too. I know. I know. In conversation, I have said, if nothing changed from what it is today, could you live with this the rest of your life? Yeah. And sometimes people that. say, yes, I can. Well, and, and, and to me, for me, it's not just, could you live with this? Especially if you have no commitment. Like if you're not married, if you don't have, right. it's, are you excited to sign up for this? Because I think so, t- so many times we feel like, we, oh, well, I have four years into this relationship. Oh, I've been with them for, for this amount of time already. I don't want to throw all that away. Well, you've got the rest of your life, like three years is nothing when you compare it to 40. So, mm-hmm. so if you aren't married, if you don't have kids, mm-hmm. if you're just like, whatever, are you, is this something you're excited to sign up for? Because if you're not, don't do it. But, you might or, want to reconsider. Or wait until right, right. Yeah. things change or, or whatever. But I remember you saying that, yeah, if nothing I think you said it a few different times. I, <laughs> I've I, said it many times. I know you've said it a few different times. If nothing changed, because we keep telling ourselves, well, it'll get it'll better. Get better. Yeah. It'll get better. Well, he said that he's going to do this. Well, what did he do? And how many times has he told you that? Because, because you know, your heart is going to tell you whatever it's going to tell you. But taking it back to like, okay, well, how many times have you heard that? And what has happened since the last time he 
said that. Has there been incremental progress? Great. Like, obviously, it's not just going to change overnight. Right. If it, Especially if this has been the dynamic of his relationship with his mom for the last 30 years. Probably going to take a little bit to, to make that adjustment. But if you've been talking about this for months or years and it's just kind of like a non-issue for him, because that's the other thing. It's, it's awareness, but it's also agreement and, and then action. action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if there's no agreement, there's probably no action. And if there is action, it's half-hearted or there's no follow through and, and whatever. Or it's, what do I do? What does it look like? Action. What does the action look like? So there can be that too of just... What does the action look like? Well, I think there is a, an element of setting boundaries. And that has to be decided with the couple. What are the boundaries that we need to set? Yeah. What is not healthy? What is not working for us? And with the outside relationships. And yeah. how do we set boundaries and then enforce them? Even if it makes people angry... And if it makes them angry, that means that really they're being needed, selfish. Yes. You, you probably needed to set a boundary. If Long people get ago. mad when you set boundaries, they probably need yeah, them. You probably need to set them. Yep. But I would also, I mean, I'm not, I am not a psychologist. I'm not a professional in this area, but I have experience because I've lived life. I read books, get good counsel and know, um, know, kind of what you're looking at going into it and, and, you know, get the most help you can. Yeah. And have, have people outside of that who support you through it. Like, like, so if you think about it, there's so much pressure on, you know, in our culture to like have a good relationship with your family and with your parents. Like, oh, family comes first. Oh, family is everything. Oh, family, family. But I'm always like, okay, well, but like, what if your family really sucks? And like, what if your family is actually really toxic? And like, they're not good people to be around. They actually don't have your best interest in mind. Like, then it doesn't make sense to put them first. It doesn't make sense to have, to, to spend the holidays with them, to, to spend all your time with them if they are being toxic. So to have, to have like a good group of friends or another couple who you can be really open with and share about like, hey, this is what we're going through and we just need some extra support mm-hmm. through this time. Because like you said, his mom might get really mad and you're going to need to have people to fall back on when the retaliation starts of, well, then you're not invited to this and then, well, we're not going to, you know, because by setting that boundary, you're probably opening up an insecurity. Hey, it's Rebecca. This isn't for everyone, but if you're just like, I'm so done fighting against my body, like every morning waking up and feeling like I just need to deal with this body again today. And you've tried all the other things you've done. You've done the things that everyone else is telling you that you need to do. If you're just like, this freaking sucks. Like, I shouldn't have to live like this. I don't want to wake up in the morning with these same thoughts. I am so over all of the people telling me to love my body. What does that even mean? I want an actual plan, actual steps. Someone who's done this. Someone who I can be totally vulnerable with and feel safe 
like they get my struggle because they've been there and they know how to get out of it. They know how to get through it without just shoving it down and pretending like it doesn't matter. I want to invite you into my one-on-one coaching program because that is where you get someone who can see the blind spots that you are completely unaware of. Someone who can repeat your thoughts back to you in a condensed way that makes sense so that you can actually work through them and move forward. If this is something that you're like, oh, that sounds like me, go to RebeccaBiggie.com forward slash coaching. That is how you get started. That is the gateway into what would be private coaching with me one-on-one. It's not for everyone. Not everyone needs a one-on-one body confidence coach. But if you want someone in your corner, if you want that support, if you want to feel like there's somebody on your side to change the way you think when you wake up in the morning, to change how you feel as you're getting dressed, to make normal everyday things like eating and getting dressed and going to work and talking to people and having relationships, normal. Because if you think about it, you're hacking your way through the Amazon jungle right now, okay? There's like, everything is in your way. I've created a path. And if you're done hacking away by yourself and you want to just surrender to heal this part of your heart, you know that this is what's been missing, you're invited to walk with me on the path. I only work with a few women every year to be that person that they can be vulnerable with and and share everything that's going on without editing themselves, without censoring it so they don't hurt someone's feelings or, or whatever. Like I get everything that you're going through. I've thought all the thoughts that you've had. I've tried all the things that you've tried. So go to RebeccaBiggie.com forward slash coaching and that's how you get started. Okay, let's get back to the episode. Well, you are opening up an insecurity because boundaries, people without good boundaries, I think, just have these insecurities that they haven't dealt with. Because if you need to be able to control people, that's, that's a sign of insecurity, wouldn't you think? That if you get rejected by somebody, your whole world falls, falls apart and you start mm-hmm. being mean. Well, it's too much dependency on other people for your self-worth and right. your identity. and mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're kind of uncovering this insecurity and who knows how they'll respond. You know, they might lash out. They might be really mean. um, And the the more severe or they might completely withdraw and be like, fine, well, then we're not, you know, you're cut off. You know, you're we're not talking to you. And and it's just like you're banned. Yeah, you're banned. (laughs) You're banned. (laughs) Um. You know, and and I think the more severe the response, the more indication that it's like, yeah, that was really, that that relationship needed some mending. Well, the reality is we don't get to choose our family. We are born into a family. And we are with those people for usually 18 years or so. Then we all kind of get out into the world more and develop who we are and make our own way. And that doesn't necessarily mean that we're all going to stay connected or stay, you know, have a similar interests or similar beliefs or 
similar paths in life. So then you have this adult group now that is still a family. And that they're all equals. What? Do you know, like, but like, sorry, there's an adult group, but like, they're all equally adults now. Right. That's what I mean. Right. Now, you know, now so, you're so all like, peers. Right. Okay. Peers. Okay. Yes. 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 So now here's your peer group. Yeah. And it's like, but we grew up together. Yeah. And now I believe this or I believe this or I do this, but we're still family. Mm-hmm. And there is a component of we are family and we will, you know, we love each other. We are different perhaps in our paths we took or beliefs we have, but we're family. So what does that really mean? I mean, God put us on this earth in this family, this group of people. And what does that look like? Yeah. You can't have the same expectations. And this is another thing that you have said, um, or, well, I don't know if it's a quote or whatever, but it's just like another thing, another idea that it's like, we have adult children and adults get to make their own decisions and you don't have to, you know, you never, you and dad never guilt trip us into anything. It's, it's always, you know, you get to decide if you are going to come to Christmas or mm-hmm. come out and visit us in the summer. And I think that it's, it's a very unique thing that the, we know the invitation is always there. You're always welcome. But yeah. there's no damage to the relationship if we're busy and we can't go. And that makes it all the more appealing to be there. Because because we know it's it's not, oh, I have to go out and see mom and dad because if I don't, then they're going to be hounding me left and right and I'm going to feel so bad for the next three months and I may as well just go because if I don't, it's going to be worse. Is that really the mindset you want to have when, you know, you're going to see a friend? Right. Because really, like, when you get into adulthood, you should see your parents as, yes, there's a different level of respect for them than, you know, any other adult in your life. But as a peer and as a friend and as someone you choose to spend time with, Mm -hmm. and if, if the mother of your husband or your fiancé or your boyfriend is still setting that level of expectation of like, well, we're family and we have to, we have to spend Christmas together. We Mm -hmm. have to be together for the holidays or we have to, um, you know, you have to be somewhere. It's like, well, you're not, you're not letting me be an adult. You're still treating me like I'm a high school boy who has to be home for dinner. Right. So how, how, how pleasant is a friendship that feels forced and feels guilt? I don't have and any you, of those. <laughs> right, right. right. So I have moved on from right, any right, of right. those. So yeah, I yeah. think that your dad and I have been pretty good about, like you said. Yeah. You know, you are always welcome, but we do not, uh, we don't have like, wow, we've done this forever and you have to be here on this day. And, and uh, I mean, we'd like to see you and we'd like to spend time with you but I think in any relationship whether it's right. parent uh your loved one your friends it's who wants to be coerced into a relationship right that's not healthy no well but I think that parents think they have this like divine right to control their children no matter how old they are well there is a level of it's difficult as a parent to uh, as a mom to let go of that, I care about you, I want 
things to go well for you. So if I can help that in some way, yeah, I want to still do that. But to let go completely and just say you have to make your own way and watch some of that pain, watch some of that, you know, stumbling and decision making that didn't go right and hard things. It's it's not easy mm-hmm. to watch that because there is an innate instinctual protection protection and caring and rescue but at some point you have to let you have to let that go or back up well i think also sometimes protection is letting them figure it out for themselves because it's otherwise it's learned helplessness and learned dependence that it's like it's enabling right right Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and so sometimes the loving thing is to let them make mistakes and that, I mean, that was yeah. kind of another thing that yeah. it's like, if your fiance's parents or your boyfriend's parents always pick up the crap when he makes a mistake or, you know, oh, got in a car accident, need a new car, boom, we'll yeah. buy it. Yeah. And it works the other way too. I mean, there are girls that have their parents who are doing the same. Yes. I think there's a slight difference for for girls in that scenario okay just slightly okay yes you can spoil your female children yes, your daughters you can spoil. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's they were the called daughters <laughs> that's the one the definition is no, daughter no, no female children oh, no, that's daughters. <laughs> I, I think it's daughters it used to be not anymore okay uh you can you can definitely spoil your daughters but I think, like, as a man, there's some deeper level of, like, just, like, a deeper level of, ugh, don't do that when it's a man. Because then you're literally training him to continue to be a child. Right. And no woman is going to want to be led and taken care of by a child. Right. Right. You know, men are supposed mm-hmm. to con- kind of provide for and, and take care of women. And so if, if, if daughters are used to their parents or dad kind of taking care of them or whatever, mm-hmm. I think it's less detrimental to their development as an adult. Right. Right. Um, but there's all, yeah, obviously a balance there too. And, and sometimes it's not their fault. No. Because how easy is it to take free money? How easy is it to but be like, okay, point, sure. You you, at some point you don't feel good about yourself. That's you true. You don't have the self-respect. That's and true. And you don't have like what the duke am I doing? You know, this is really... This There's is, no independence. Right. So there is a book, Wild at Heart, and the yes. companion to it is captivating. And, I've read and both there's of them. A, there's a core, according to this author and his wife, there's a core need for a, a man to say, do I have what it takes to yep. to, to go out in the world and do this Make thing? something. Right. Yeah. And for the woman, it is... Am I lovely? Am I worth fighting for? Yeah, yeah. So there's that component where if the if the son is now 30 years old and he's still having his mom cut his meat for him, you don't have what it takes, you know, just Yeah. And and he can't go out there and fight for his beauty. Yep. Fight for his you know, his his girl. So and and I think women in general, not all women, but I think there's something very appealing to the idea of 
being fought for? Well, of course. Am I worth being fought for? Yeah. Yeah. And and are you willing to fight for me? And and the word, I think the word fight is a little maybe archaic or or just like there's a lot of misconceptions kind of about the brave word fight. Heart kind yeah, of thing yeah. it's like it's like what do you mean fight for me? Try. Yeah. Pursue. Yeah. Am, am I worth him trying mm-hmm. for? Am I worth him putting himself out there for? Right. Is he, is he going to try to get my attention? Yeah. Tying this back to taking an objective, objective look at the relationship that you're in or the relationship that you want or that the relationship you're thinking about moving into. It's all good insight and, and unpacking kind of all of those different... It, relationships are so complex. and but But at the same time... People are simple. Like it, it's there, there are patterns. There, yeah, there are patterns, and and it's just like yeah, you can get into the details of like oh, but what about this? And oh, but what about that? And he said it's like okay, yes, the details matter, but only at a certain point. Like at a certain point, you need to go back up to the high level. Like, what's the pattern? What's going on? And if you notice a pattern of parenting into adulthood. It can be a difficult one to break, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but not that there isn't hope. It it just takes intentionality. Sounds like um, awareness, agreement, and consistent action are the three things that will help you get out of, of that type of scenario. Oh, and another A, apron strings. Cut the apron strings. <laughs> apron strings? Oh, Lord, that's an old term. So, Who's strings, right? So long ago, it was you have to cut the apron strings. Like, don't have your kid tied to your apron anymore. Aprons are old, old. Well, I know what an apron is, right. but would you tie your child, baby, into no, your no, no, apron? No, 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 no. But it was it was a saying of cut the apron strings. Oh, which means let the kid go. Ah, I don't know. Maybe people did tie up their kids with their apron strings, but I did things. Yeah. So it's just another a. Apron strings. Yeah. Cut cut the ties. If you want to heard cut the ties. Leave and cleave is what you would say. <laughs> leave and cleave, leave and cleave. I remember <laughs> you say that and you're like, oh my gosh, what the heck? Well, but it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because a, a man has to leave his family and cleave to his wife. Yep. Mm. And even before, you know, before he's married, that leaving needs to start when he's an adult. Because otherwise, it's going to be a mess when, you know, he tries to find a woman. But that's, we're getting close to all the time that uh, we have for this episode. We're maxing it out here. And not in the good way, not the TJ Maxx kind of way, but the (laughs) maximum amount of time. So, yeah. Thanks for sharing your wisdom with with the rest of the world. Um, I don't don't want to keep it all to myself, so... (laughs) 